So there is, a, there is a philosophy that I live by every day, so I have my journal here I can show you, is people set goals, let's say once a year, mm -hmm. the beginning of the year, and then they, they don't check it until the next year. Uh -huh. So it makes sense if you really want to achieve your goals to measure yourself. Mm -hmm. So um, let's say you set goals for this year, 2020, who do you want to be? So you need to know not just the things that you want, mm -hmm. but three things that I teach people in, in terms of goal setting. is Number one, who do you want to become as a person? Mm -hmm. Number two, how do you want to live that process? And number three, what do you want to give back to the society? Mm. So if you live by those three, then you're not even just focusing on how much money do I want to make or yeah. what kind of car do I want to live, uh, have. Yeah. Those are the things. But as I say, things are not going to ultimately make us happy, but who we become is mm. going to make us either very happy or very sad. Yeah. So who you become every day. So you set goals yearly, and then every month you need to review those goals and set goals for your month. Yeah. And then you need to set goals for your week, and then you need to set goals for your days. days. So this is a process that a lot of people actually, you know. Hi everyone, welcome to the Drive to Succeed podcast. My name is Daniel, the host of the show. If it's your first time tuning in today, thank you so much for investing your time because I know there are other tons of podcasts out there, but you decided to be here instead. This year's The Drive to Succeed will be bigger and better. Because I'm on a mission to build a community who's looking for someone who would like to make more income, build a massive influence, and make a bigger impact to the world. You can show your interest right now by going to our website at www.thedrivetosucceed.com slash community. Again, the website is www.thedrivetosucceed.com slash community. Today's episode is all about presentation, presentation, presentation. It's all about how you step up and show up in the world, both in business and in your personal life. To those who would like to leave their mark in this country, I say the stage is yours. Inspired by the vision and leadership of His Highness Sheikh Mohammed Rashid bin Al Maktoum, I had the opportunity to interview Coach Cardan, who's the founder and CEO of Step Up International, which is a training company based here in Dubai and in Tokyo. In this episode, we talk about leadership presentation and why it's an important skill to master, especially those of you who are business leaders, influencers, and people in leadership position. He also shared tips in goal setting and how waking up at 5 a.m., sets the tone of his day and how you can do it too and plan your day towards a decade. From his early childhood to a glimpse of his personal life to building the next generation of Emirati leaders with his program Emirates Youth Leadership, this episode is a must for you. Also, I want to thank Emirates Literature Foundation for setting up this interview and making this happen. If you haven't booked your tickets yet, please go to EmiratesLitFest.com and use the discount code LITPOD, which is L-I-T-P-O-D, which gives you 10% off on all general sessions, excluding workshops and masterclass TNC applied. So without further ado, let's welcome the one and only Coach Cardan. Welcome back to the Drive to Succeed podcast. We have Coach Cardan in the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me here. 
Thank you so much. So I believe it's our first time actually meeting you. Yes. I've been following your work uh, through social media and through other like event, right? You, you do this a lot of events. Um, the reason I'm here is because uh, Emirates Airline will, um, Emirates Airline Festival of Literature will happen in a couple of weeks, which you will be speaking and doing some master classes. Um, but I'm really curious, for our first time listeners who still doesn't know you, who is Coach Carden? Well, first off, thank you, and uh, it's nice to meet you. I'm really glad that you're doing this. Uh, we're going to add massive value to your audience and to your listeners. I'm Coach Cardon. The brand name is Coach Cardon. I have mm -hmm. two best-selling books uh, mm -hmm. in Japanese. Mm -hmm. And in 2008, uh, the name Coach Cardon was born because my producer said, hey, go have a look at a movie called Coach Carter by Samuel L. Jackson, mm -hmm. he's a basketball coach. And since I was a coach, so he said, uh, for Japanese people, it's hard to pronounce your first name, which is Farhad, yeah. um, since I'm a mix of three nationalities, Iran, New Zealand, and Japan. Wow. Uh, so Coach Cardon brand was born from 2008, based on my two best-selling books. Mm -hmm. uh, how I want to introduce myself, basically, rather than who I am as a job or position, mm -hmm. who I am as a person. Uh, I consider myself uh, an ordinary man. Uh, mm -hmm. I've been trying and working hard on myself to have an extraordinary life. Mm -hmm. And that's the message that I want to pass to everyone. That, you know, the things that we want in life, the cars and the homes and all those dreams and stuff, mm -hmm. is not going to ultimately make us true happy mm -hmm. and happiness. But who we become as people is going to make us either really happy or really sad. So my focus has been on who do I want to become every day and how do I want to live, and then what do I want to give back to the society. So that's the goal of Coach Cardon. Interesting. And I'm just really curious as well, so your, your uh, background is New Zealand, Japan, and Iran. Iran yes. Uh, what is your background? And you mentioned you also came in the UAE. Can you tell us a little bit backstory about that? You know, what made you move into UAE? And sure. Uh, so right now I'm, a, I'm CEO and founder of two training companies, one in Tokyo, Japan and one here in the UAE. Mm -hmm. uh, and what brought us here was really the, the remarkable vision of the leaders here, including His Highness Chef Mohammed bin Rashid. Mm -hmm. If you are doing business in the UAE, if you are in Dubai, I mean all of the leaders here are remarkable people. Mm -hmm. However, His Highness Chef Mohammed bin Rashid had this book called Flashes of Thoughts. Mm -hmm. And I came here in 2015 to help one of our corporate clients, a mm -hmm. Japanese company. And on my way back to Tokyo, I bought this book at the airport and I was reading it and there was this quote that caught my attention and said, to those who would like to leave their mark on this country, I say, the stage is yours. Wow. So I was like, wow. So if you want to bring something to this country, if you really want to add massive value, if you want to leave your mark and create a legacy for the future, mm -hmm. they're giving you opportunities. So I started studying the vision of leaders here for mm -hmm. the next at least 50 years, and it's beautiful. So they have a lot of commonalities here in the UAE with the Japanese mm -hmm. leaders, because Japanese leaders also always think about the structure and long-term plans, next mm -hmm. 50 years, 100 years. Mm -hmm. There's a book by Mr. Morita, founder of Sony, mm -hmm. It's called Made in Japan. Mm -hmm. As you know, the brand of Made in Japan used to be very powerful. It is still, but unfortunately, you hardly see Made in Japan anymore, yes. unless on Canon cameras, there are some really still very few products are Made in Japan because that brand unfortunately vanished. Mm -hmm. Now, 
leaders back in Japan, they're trying to bring that uh, model back again, that brand back again. And one of the things I love about this country is made in UAE, it is a start of a fantastic revolution in terms of productivity and a new generation. I'm very excited about that. So that's why I wanted to combine my knowledge and skills and talents and bring it here. And I'll tell you later on about what we have created in the last few years. Mm -hmm. And we're very excited about that. I see. Uh, so you've been training, especially young Emirati, about leadership, representation skills. Yes, uh, basically, uh, Federal Youth Authority here in, in the UAE gave us an opportunity to work with few Emiratis. We started with a small group at the Youth Hub X Dubai, mm -hmm. and then that group grew to, you know, um, out of 14 months of our work with them, doing monthly workshops on leadership, presentation skills, coaching skills, management skills, some of the skills that a lot of young Emiratis, they need to become really outstanding leaders in the future. And uh, so we created a program based on research and what is a need. Yeah. Uh, what do they want? What do they need? Um, so, and then we built a, a creative program called Emirates Youth Leadership 2020. Mm -hmm. We have a long-term vision of 10 years in the future. What we want to do is uh, we basically want to, you know, communicate with Highness Chef Mahmoud bin Rashid and tell him that if it is possible to build a city here called Leadership City, that's mm -hmm. the idea. Because we have a lot of cities. We have media city, we have international city, we have internet city, yes. um, but we don't have a leadership city yet. And the idea of leadership city is I really believe since UAE is a remarkable country, a lot of people around the world still are not familiar with what it is. They just get caught up with all the beautiful buildings and etc. One of the things I want them to learn is the power of leadership here because if you are a man here and you're in a position of leadership, you are taught that leadership is not just about leadership. You've got to become like a father and really care about your kids. Yeah. And so if you are you know, a leader and you're a male, so it's a fathership. If you're yeah. a female, it's a mothership. So you need to really take care of the people that you're leading just like your family members. You love them, you respect them, you appreciate them, and then you help them and train them to become uh, extraordinary people. So that was really uh, what brought us to UAE and what got our attention. Uh, my wife is from Japan, so we, we, we both really love this country. So we moved here four years ago mm -hmm. and we started doing this training and until we created this program. Perfect. And so you moved in, in 2015 or in 2008? 2016, we moved to Dubai. Yeah. And uh, we established our company here, Step Up International. We are here at Emirates Towers. Perfect. Yes. So, and I'm also curious about, you mentioned a little bit more about leadership city, training people. What made you venture into training? Is this your background or, I mean... Sure, that's a great question. I can make it in two words, painful experience. <laughs> uh, well, as a kid, uh, well, as I said, I'm a mix of three nationalities, Iran, New Zealand, and Japan. So mm -hmm. my first uh, few years of my life in Iran, uh, when I was born, first off, I need to give you a little bit of a story about uh, how I became who I am today. Mm -hmm. uh, when I was born, my father was married a few times, mm -hmm. so four or five times possibly. Mm -hmm. And here in Emiratis, any time that I talk about that, they go, mashallah. I go, what kind of mashallah <laughs> is that? <laughs> uh, but seriously, so my father is a really nice guy, he's very gentle. Uh, unfortunately, he hasn't studied about the difference of the system between the male and female. Mm -hmm. So a few years back at the age of 72, he got married for the fifth time and I yeah. congratulated him. And I said, hopefully this one will work. <laughs> Uh, so, but when I was born, unfortunately, my mother and my father, they, they had disagreements. So, yeah, my, my mother left, so I've never had a chance to meet my own mom. So, mm -hmm. at age 50, today, 
I'm going to meet my mother for the first time. We found each other. So it's one of the greatest events of my life this year at age 50 that I'm going to meet my mother. Um, then growing up, unfortunately, I went through a rough childhood. I had a, um, a stepmother that was unbalanced psychologically, and so she abused me in many ways. Mm -hmm. And when I was 10, unfortunately, she tried to end my life, uh, and I left home barefoot, and I became a homeless kid. Mm -hmm. So out of that experience of not having a happy childhood, I looked at people that are living on the streets and they became an example that if you don't design your life, you can become a homeless. Or if, yeah. there is, if you don't really make serious decisions in life and design your life in the future, then you can end up dead or being a drug addict or whatever. So out of that experience, eventually uh, I found a shelter. I started living with my grandmother, uh, but she was living in a... Uh, in an environment that wasn't very healthy. A lot of drug addicts were living in that area. Unfortunately, I saw my uncle, a very young man, uh, he got involved with heroin and he was a heroin addict trying to help one of his friends to get him out of uh, heroin. Uh, but then he you know, got sucked in and he became an addict and then he died at a very young age. He used to sit and shoot you know, in front of me and I used to see that. So when I told you painful experience, what I mean by that, most of my lessons in life, who I became, most of it is from looking at people that they failed in life and they had a, a terrible life or miserable yeah. life. So my brain said, you have an option to be either like these. Mm -hmm. And then later on, a mentor came and mm -hmm. I was lucky enough to start studying about mentorship and coaching. So my first mentor, uh, you know, uh, got involved with me at age probably around 14. What's uh, the name of their mentor? Uh, he, was a, he was a local guy back in Iran, very educated I man see. from U.S. He came back home, he had mm -hmm. a beautiful wife and five kids, and he gave me a place to live with, with mm -hmm. their family for two years. Wow. And during that two years, he really taught me about, you know, a few things in life. One of them was you need to have a vision for your life. Then you yeah. need to make decisions and then take action. So the vision and decision action, action. Yeah. the VDA became my success cycle in life mm -hmm. that I live by every day. Whatever you want to do is a very simple philosophy. So, uh, and then I left Iran because in 1978, 40 years ago, Iran unfortunately went through a rough time, the revolution happened, yeah. uh, people changed the leadership in that country, the brand of the country changed. Mm -hmm. So I made the decision that this is not a place for me to live because mm -hmm. again, I always wanted to live in a place of, you know, um, calmness, beauty, but unfortunately in Iran at that time, the war started between Iran and Iraq. Three million people died. So I used to see war and killing and you know, yeah. blood every day. Mm -hmm. and that's not what I wanted. So I made the decision that I've got to disassociate myself from this place. So I had a big dream. I wanted to go to and America. I was like 16, 17. So um, I left Iran at age 19 and mm -hmm. I went to Japan mm -hmm. and because I had a dream of marrying a Japanese. From oh. a very young age, I watched this Japanese <laughs> drama a series called Oshin. Mm -hmm. Oshin was a story of uh, this young girl uh, who was, you know, not supported by her family, mm -hmm. but she worked really hard. She made all of her dreams come true, mm -hmm. and she got married. She went to university, and she became very happy and successful. So I looked mm -hmm. at Oshin, and Oshin became kind of like my role model. And mm -hmm. I said, "Well, I want to marry someone like Oshin." And I went to Japan, and I made that dream come true. I married a Japanese, and thank God we've been together uh, for almost two decades. We have a beautiful daughter. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm blessed with my family. It's really one of the greatest gifts that God gave me. And that is, again, going back to what I told you, painful experience. Yes. When I was a kid, I said to myself, when I grow up, I want to have a happy family. Mm. I want to build a safe environment where my child look at me and, you know, her mom or his mom 
he or she goes like, wow, I really love my parents. I can yeah. communicate with them. I can tell them the truth. I don't need to hide anything. Yes. So thank God we built that. I'm very, very grateful for that. And I also believe your environment shapes who you are. Absolutely. And there's there are times where each person has a different background. Sure. But as we learn to grow and mature, we have the capacity to move into a new environment. And absolutely, yourself. absolutely. It's so important, you know. Um, it's been said that who you spend your time with, who you become. Mm -hmm. So I remember one of my mentors many years ago, many years ago, he told me, if you sleep with dogs, you'll come up with fleas. And I said, <laughs> what? <laughs> he said, seriously, if you don't choose your friend because who you spend your time with is who you become. Mm -hmm. And, you know, most people's lives is, is the expectations of their friends around them. Yeah. And unfortunately, when you don't choose your friends, then you drop your standards mm -hmm. and you just live a lazy life and you don't get what you want in life. You no, know? I see. And when you're training um, your students, or what do you call them, delegates? Or? Well, uh, so again, since I'm a student of life myself, mm -hmm. I always love learning. I have two passions in life. One is learning, mm -hmm. and the other one is teaching. I see. So going back again to that painful experience was I told you, so why did I become a coach? That was a question that you asked me. Yeah. I remember um, probably in junior high school and high school, I look at some of my teachers and I had a question of how did you end up being a teacher? <laughs> and I'm sure some of us have experience like that. We remember some of our really great teachers and some of our disastrous teachers. You know? So I looked at some of our disastrous teachers and I was like, I can't believe this guy became a teacher. I love him. He's a great guy, but he doesn't know how to teach. So, and then I realized, wow, that wasn't only that culture. In so many cultures, in, in you know, let's say if I want to give you an example of Japan without damaging the brand of that country, I love Japan, Japanese people are wonderful people, yeah. but why is it that we have 35,000 suicides in Japan every year? Mm. That is the result of poor education. And I had the opportunity to go inside the schools and universities and teach and coach kids and teachers and professors so I could see teaching is a technique and a skill that you really need to work hard to get it if you mm -hmm. want to become a great teacher. Yeah. So as a child, when I looked at my teachers, I said, I will never be like you, that was one. And some of my teachers, like my math teacher or English teacher, they mm -hmm. really changed my life. Maybe mm -hmm. you had some of those teachers yes, that they yes. changed your life. You always remember those, right? Yeah. So I said, I want to be like you. I want to have a piece of your character, your attitude. What do I need to do? Yeah. So I was courageous enough to go and talk to them. How can I be like you? And they said, well, you just need to, you know, be yourself. And if you're a nice guy, <laughs> be a nice guy. You know, if you are intelligent, be intelligent. Make but sometimes being yourself is not always good. Of course. So okay. that's why, again, choosing the right friends, choosing mm -hmm. the right teachers, mm -hmm. mentors, coaches, mm -hmm. choosing the right environment, choosing mm -hmm. the right country or city to live, yeah. all of these yeah. pieces can help us to have really either a happier life or not. So it's very simple. And is there a specific... Um, is there a specific trait or characteristics that you look for a training when you're training someone? Sure. Because obviously you, you see the bad in people, you see also the good in people. Right. I think one of the important things about coaching is people first off, they need to know it shouldn't be something wrong with you if you want to hire a coach or work with a coach. Mm -hmm. Most professional athletes, most superstars, most you know, uh, world-class characters, mm -hmm. they have a coach. And why do they hire a coach? It's not necessarily because the coach is better than them. It's because the coach is looking at them from a different angle and can honestly give them an honest feedback exactly. and cheer them up. So let's say, again, if you're good at sports, 
and then you hire me to come and help you, then I look at what you're doing great. My job is to cheer you up. Sometimes you don't believe in yourself and you're doing good. So, yeah. And then, unfortunately, nobody around you has learned how to cheer you up. Yeah. So a coach will truly cheer you up. Well, wow, you're doing amazing, you know? Yeah. And they go, really? And then they measure you, they help you to see how much you're growing. So, and then when you're not doing your job and you are staying in your comfort zone, the coach has to tell you the truth. Mm -hmm. Now, if you really hire the right coach, the coach knows how to connect with you mm -hmm. deeply. That's a very important point. Like learning your values. Your values, values, beliefs, rules. Mm -hmm. And then communicate with you with your language, not their language. Yeah. And then help you to make those decisions of, I need to change, I need to raise my standards, and yes. then I can do that. So there is a gap. Once you see that gap, so to answer your question, who do I work with? I work with executives of from really million dollar corporations to billion dollar. The money doesn't matter. What matters is there is a hierarchy in any organization, whether it's a country or a company or a yeah. family. Mm -hmm. There's a leader. When the leader is coachable mm -hmm. and teachable and the leader says, I want to learn, I want to continue learning, mm -hmm. you know, my pride is not going to be damaged if I hire you to come in and help me. If you believe yeah. you have something for me, yeah. tell me. And then, of course, if you have a fee that I need to pay, I need to see the values, and then I make a decision if you're for me or not. But it always starts from the leader at the top. If leader of an organization, if I'm going to give you an example, I was working with a Japanese company, and uh, the chairman of the company was 60 years old, 68 years old, and his son uh, was the CEO. Mm -hmm. So he hired me to come in and work with him because he's on stage and TV and everywhere. He gives presentations. So yeah. I was his speech coach, presentation coach. That's one of my uh, unique things that I do. Yeah. Yes. So then I helped them with the structure of mm -hmm. what they do. So this gentleman goes on stage. He knows his content. He's a very loving guy but he hesitates in so many areas. So once I help him to come out mm -hmm. and connect with the audience, he had a huge shift in his whole company and his, uh, and then he said, okay, I want you to work with my son. And then I want you to work with my board members. And then I want you to work with the hundred employees that we have. Yeah. So throughout one to three years of work, the company went from $60 million to $100 million sales a year. Mm -hmm. And that was really one of the things I'm proud of it's because he made a decision to be coachable mm -hmm. and teachable. And then he said, if it's working for me, it's, I'm sure it's going to work for some of my people, not for all yeah. of them, because yeah. not everyone is coachable. Yeah. And when you, when you mentioned about teaching presentation, it's all about public speaking or more on TV? Or, you know. No, uh, anything is a presentation. Yeah. What we're doing right now it's here a is a presentation. <laughs> You're on the phone is a presentation. Yes. Your communication with your partner, your wife, your friends is a presentation. Yes. Everything that we do is a presentation. Mm -hmm. Now, most people are not prepared for their presentations because they take it lightly. Mm. Now, if I give you an example, here we are today, we are sitting and recording something for our audience here. Yeah. You have done your preparation, I've done my preparation, so we can add value to our audience. Mm -hmm. If we don't do that, we take the time lightly, yeah. so it's going to be just some information. I today, understand. people are bombarded with a ton of information, and they don't want more information. They yeah. want strategies, they want skills, they want tools, they want solutions. Yes. So I am 100% sure that when they listen to this, they're going to come up with some skills and tools that go, wow, this was really valuable. Yes. And that is because we had a vision, and mm -hmm. we also prepared. We spent our time, energy, and preparing for this, so mm -hmm. there's a value in it. And when uh, students come into your program, is it, is it called program or? Does we have programs, we have courses, you know, we have one-on-one -on -one training. So mm -hmm. 
uh, let's say again, if you're a CEO of a company or if you're an athlete or if you're an actor mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you're about to go on stage in front of a group and that presentation, whether it's five minutes or 10 minutes or 15 minutes, might really change the direction of your life. Yeah. Now, if you haven't done any preparation for that, all of a sudden you call me and say, I have a presentation in a week. So your time is limited. You yeah. need to work like for five, six, 10 hours with me on a one-on-one -on -one session. So I, I monitor you, I record you, I teach you stuff. I put you in a position to do presentation. So you look at yourself and you see the changes even in one day. Mm -hmm. uh, if I want to give you an example, I was working yes. with a gentleman, I can share his uh, you know, name and company's name. So uh, he was the chairman of KPMG Japan. Mm -hmm. And this gentleman is a you know very famous guy, very nice guy. The company called me and said, we want you to work with him. Yeah. In the beginning, he was very protective. He was like, why do I need a coach? I've been doing this every year. <laughs> so we had to sit and first build a rapport and connect with each other. And eventually, in 15 minutes communication, he said, wow, okay, I got it. I need your help. And you know, I asked him a question. How did you do last year on scale 0 to 10? He said, around 3. I said, where would you be the best that you need to be? He said, probably 8. Mm -hmm. So there was a five-level gap, and yeah. we helped him in like really less than two weeks. So mm -hmm. he went on stage, and then when he came down, he gave himself a 9 out of 10 wow. yeah. because he rocked the audience of 7,000 people, and he had only 15 minutes. So people kept asking, what happened to you? And he said, I just changed. I wasn't happy with the standard that I had. I yeah. used to take it like, oh, it's just a keynote. Every year I should do it. And like, is there a structure that absolutely, you teach? Absolutely, absolutely. So that's the word. The structure is something that you really, when you are in front of uh, a camera or very in, on stage or you are in a communication, let's say, if you're going to interview a leader of a country or a leader yeah. of a company, yes. uh, you know, the couple of pieces that really must be there. Number one, you need to study their psychology. Mm -hmm. Now, one of the things I teach in our structure is once you know your audience, mm -hmm. for example, on 5th of February this year, we're going to speak in front of a group of around a couple of hundred people. Yeah. So one of the things I do is I want to know where they come from, mm -hmm. what age they are, what yeah. percentage are male or female, mm -hmm. what do they want to learn, and then based on that, then I want to prepare something for them. Now, I'm assuming that I know what they want, but I can't assume. assume so assume. when I'm on stage, I'm going to ask them a few questions right in the beginning. Mm. Why are you here? So once I know that, then immediately I can give them what they want. So the structure is you need to study your audience. Then you need to know what are some of the outcomes and the results that you really want. Mm -hmm. It's a and transformation or... Exactly. So again, in our MNSU's leadership program, one of the things that we teach our uh, students or members is we teach them not just public speaking skills, because if you become a public speaker, you go on stage and you have a slide yeah. and you have a mic and you deliver a talk and people take notes, they say, that was great. If you do a great job, they don't play with their phones. <laughs> so you survive. But one of the things we're teaching is called leadership presentation skills. Mm -hmm. Leadership presentation skills, the difference between a leadership presentation skill and public speaking is mm -hmm. when you're a leader and you're on stage, you, through your talk and through your message, mm -hmm. you transform other people and you bring the leader within them out mm -hmm. and you help them to realize, wow, they could do amazing things. Mm -hmm. So you become a transformational leader with your message and with your impact. Now, you need to have a structure. You need to know what tone to use. You need to know it's not only about body language or eye contact. Yes, yes. There's a system and there are a few steps, which, by the way, again, on February 5th, I'm going to share those steps. In the mm -hmm. evening. Can you share just one step? Of course, of yeah. course. So uh, step one is what we call it identification. Mm -hmm. Identification is when you're on stage and you want to talk to an audience, mm -hmm. they have a question in their head, which is, who are who is you yeah. and why should I listen to you? 
what gives you the right mm -hmm. to tell me what you're going to tell me? I see. Now, the only way you can convince them is two things. Number one is through your personality of who you are, not the cars or homes or achievements yes. that you have, but who you are as a person. For example, if you're a loving man mm -hmm. and you love your audience, it takes courage for you to tell them, I love you guys, thank you for being here, I respect yeah. you for being here, I promise you today we're gonna have a great time together. Yeah. That, most people forget. Mm -hmm. So they immediately wanna jump into the contents that they wanna teach. Yes. If you don't build that identification section in the beginning, mm -hmm. you're having a hard time. Mm -hmm. So identification says, who are you? What is your life experience, your ups and downs in life? Mm -hmm. For example, if you are 50 year like me, in that 50 years, how did you allow life to touch you but not crush you. Mm. So people want to know where you went down, how did you come back up? So that's one, life experience. The second piece is, what did you study? Mm. What are you having here in this brain that I want to take from you? And again, once you can tell them, like for example, if you come and say, hi guys, I'm a Harvard University graduate, I, today I want to teach you something. <laughs> they go like, so what? Nobody cares. <laughs> right? So, but if you say, Guys, today, first off, I'm really happy that you guys showed up. I'm so excited. I have something really powerful I want to share with you guys, mm -hmm. which is, by the way, what we're doing here. Yeah. And you need to not just promise, but you need to deliver and over-deliver. Yes. So one of the things we want from this is when people listen, they go, wow, I knew that I might get something, but I didn't know I'm going to get this much. Yeah. So that's the over-delivery part. Mm. So you don't just promise. You know, you promise, deliver, and, and over-deliver. Over and is there a way to make sure that whatever content you gave them um, sticks. Um, absolutely, I know, absolutely. Because I know there are some uh, delegates or even myself, yes. I attended an event or any motivational talk or any educational talk, is that you're all motivated and pump up like, yay, and then Sunday, you know, slaps you in the face and sure. you're back. <laughs> sure. So there is, a, there is a philosophy that I live by every day, so I have my journal here I can show you, is people set goals, let's say once a year, mm -hmm. the beginning of the year, and then they, they don't check it until the next year. Uh -huh. So it makes sense if you really want to achieve your goals to measure yourself. Mm -hmm. So um, let's say you set goals for this year, 2020, who do you want to be? So you need to know not just the things that you want, mm -hmm. but three things that I teach people in, in terms of a goal setting is number one, who do you want to become as a person? Mm -hmm. Number two, how do you want to live that process? And number three, what do you want to give back to the society? Mm. So if you live by those three, then you're not even just focusing on how much money do I want to make or yeah. what kind of car do I want to live, uh, have. Yeah. Those are the things. But as I say, things are not going to ultimately make us happy, but who we become is mm. going to make us either very happy or very sad. Yeah. So who you become every day. So you set goals yearly, and then every month you need to review those goals and set goals for your month. Yeah. And then you need to set goals for your week, and then you need to set goals for your days. days. So this is a process that a lot of people actually you know, don't. So here's an example if I want to show you. Sure. Goals of the week from 26 to 31. Mm -hmm. So I write down my goals. And they are not about like the things I want. For example, my first goal here, it says, love my Noriko, be kind and gentle to her, create results for her. Mm -hmm. So she's my wife as a woman. You know, our partners, they always want to know how strong her husband is, you know, and how focused she is, how loving he is. Yeah. All these things are important. Then it's my baby, okay? I love my Elena and be an outstanding daddy for her. So there are a few other things about how I build my character. So I wake up 5 a.m., you know, 5 a.m., rise up, you know, and then on and on and on, you know, do my morning exercises, lift four times a week. And then mission of the week. I don't write my tasks. Mm. What is my mission this week? And then I write the things that I want to achieve in my business, in my private life, 
who do I want to serve, how many people. So, for example, this month, the day after tomorrow, I'm yeah. speaking for 500 students at the University of Sharjah. Mm -hmm. So, uh, we want to make sure that these guys really, since they're investing two hours of their life to come, yeah. Yeah. I don't want to take it lightly. I really want to give them something that they remember for the rest of their life. Yes. So, it's a goal-setting workshop for a decade. So, mm. from 2020 to 2030, yeah. I'm going to give them a process and a system and teach them something that really can help them. I'm very excited about that. Thank you. So first of all, I just want to say thank you for sharing your journal. It's the first time I heard someone write uh, so detailed about family, mission, and how you show up every day in the world. I know some people want to talk about this, you know, cliche, but meeting in person, you know, it speaks a lot about your character. Well, you know, you got to be a good student in life, really, uh, because life is about always learning and growing. Mm -hmm. And you can always just learn and grow for yourself, or mm -hmm. you can choose to share it with other people, too. Mm -hmm. Again, I've been blessed and, you know, was touched by so many amazing teachers. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember from a very young age, I was studying about leadership. And mm -hmm. some of the leaders that I studied their life were, like, including... Abraham Lincoln or John F. Kennedy. Mm -hmm. uh, and I remember I was uh, studying uh, something about John F. Kennedy and mm -hmm. how he was one of the you know, most empowering leaders in, in U.S. history. And there was a time that he visited a school, and mm -hmm. in that school, uh, Bill Clinton was a student in that school. Mm -hmm. So Bill was talking to his friends that, you know, I want to shake his hand. I want to shake John F. Kennedy's hand. And they like, there's no way he's going to shake your hand. You know? yeah, and he yeah. said, like, of course, you know, I'm just going to put myself out. I'm going to put my energy out. I'm going to focus on it, you know, when he comes. Yeah. And there is a picture you can see that Kennedy is shaking hand with Bill Clinton. He's around 14, 15 years old. And he said in that story that, you know, he stood up like this until John F. Kennedy came and then he shook his hand and he said, Mr. President, I'm going to be the future president of our country. And I said, young man, I think you can do it. That's beautiful. That's a great vision. So that, that inspiration that the president gave somebody. Mm -hmm. So then I started studying Bill Clinton's life. Mm -hmm. And a part of that, I realized, oh, this guy has two coaches. Mm -hmm. One of them was Stephen Covey, okay. the guy the who wrote... Yeah, uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective uh, yes. People. Unfortunately, Stephen passed away a few years back. And then he had another coach named Anthony Robbins or Tony Robbins. Mm -hmm. So I was fascinated how a president of a country could still have a coach. Yeah. And I studied these guys' materials and I was hooked with some of the skills of teaching and coaching that they had. So that is hopefully your answer, the second answer. Your first answer I gave you was painful experience. Yeah. The second answer was I was always looking for outstanding teachers. So it took me years to find someone that I could say, wow, this is the guy. So for me, many years back, Stephen Covey, uh, yeah. Jim Rohn, Tony Robbins, you know. Brian Tracy, uh, Zig Ziglar. Brian Tracy, Zig Ziglar, yeah, they are good, but they're kind of like really philosophical teachers. Mm -hmm. But someone like Tony Robbins or Stephen Covey, they are trainers. Mm -hmm. So there's a difference. So that's one of the things we actually be teaching our MSU leadership program yeah. is there are three things that I want really young people here in Emirates to learn is not only become speakers, mm -hmm. having a speaking skill is one thing, but if you learn to become a great coach, mm. and then on top of that, learn how to train other people. So yeah. speaking, coaching, and training, they are separate, you yeah, know, skill sets, separate so. skill sets. So again, you could be a great coach, but if you don't know how to teach, then <laughs> you can't transfer the, exactly. the information. So that's what we want to teach people. Because we know here in this market, one of the major challenges we have is management. Yeah. 
you know, the leaders have great expectations from everybody, mm -hmm. and then youth want to do a lot of things, but yep. the middle managers are in trouble because they need to communicate with both below them and above them. Yes. And if they don't move quickly, if they don't make the right decision, if they don't deliver their, uh, their message with impact, then mm -hmm. they either lose their jobs, you know, or somebody else will come and take their jobs, you yeah. know. It's, it's, it's really challenging position and situation, but uh, it's exciting also. And I'm also curious about, because when I saw your uh, MS Youth Leadership Program, yes. there's um, like five things that a student must do, and one of them is like, what, what I call this, you jump from a plane <laughs> or something. Okay, so this is basically uh, the program, so mm -hmm. MS Youth Leadership, the one side of the brochure is in Arabic and the other side is in English. Mm -hmm. We decided to have all of our seminars and activities um, in Arabic as well. So basically what it is, is this is a one-year training program, mm -hmm. it's a combination of once a month, mm -hmm. one day, full day seminar, mm -hmm. but it's not the sitting down and watching something. So it's an engaging Understood. speaker, which is either myself or a few of other speakers globally. I mean, inviting some of my friends from around the world. Um, if I want to mention a name, for example, sure. uh, Jarek Robbins mm -hmm. is one of them. He is one of the most remarkable young coaches around the world. Mm -hmm. uh, was, you know, coached and trained by some of the best coaches around the world, including his father, Tony Robbins. Mm -hmm. But then he has some remarkable teachers. And I was fortunate enough to travel around the world with my family, with him. Mm -hmm. And uh, we had, you know, some experiences together. I'm really grateful to get to know him. We've been friends for almost 10 years. There are a lot of stuff I learned from him. Mm -hmm. uh, hopefully there's been something he's learned from me too <laughs> yeah. uh, but you know we've been helping each other so I said to him Jake I really want you to come uh, because he's around 35 now mm -hmm. and our MS leadership program is for age 18 to 35 mm -hmm. we have another program coming for senior leaders later on um, mm -hmm. but his Highness Sheikh Mohammed bin Rashid already has a fantastic leadership program for yes. senior leaders here in the government that's beautiful mm -hmm. so this program is a combination of um, these 12 months, every month we give them a one day, full day, and it's on a Saturday. So mm -hmm. we design it in a flexible way that full-time uh, employees, full-time students, they can attend. Yeah. A, it happens on a Saturday in Dubai, uh, sometimes Abu Dhabi and Sharjah. Mm -hmm. And then we have a once a month, a three hours evening training session. Mm -hmm. Then we also gave them 10 activities. So during the seminars, we teach them soft skills, yeah. which is five skills that we're teaching the major. One is leadership presentation skills. The other one is communication skills. Mm -hmm. The other one is public speaking skills, management skills, and coaching skills. Mm -hmm. So these are the five major topics that throughout the year we focus and we teach them until they master. Mm -hmm. uh, they will get a certification and an award if they complete the program. Then we also gave them 10 activities that they could choose up to five, mm -hmm. or they could choose none. We don't want to force anybody to do anything. But mm -hmm. one of the reasons we decided to combine activities is if you want to build your character really as a leader, when you study the leaders around the world, the ones like, let's say, like His Highness Sheikh Mohammed bin Rashid, he's an athlete. So he needs to have a mindset of an athlete. Yes. He's a champion. You know, yeah. he, you know he, he's very courageous For because he uses his body. Exactly. So what we decided to do is what can be put into this program that can really give people courage? So if they are afraid of, let's say, height, they need to go 14,000 feet, open the door and jump out of a plane, yeah. you know, so they shock their nervous system that, oh, if I can do this, what else can I do, you know? 
so skydiving is one. But again, for a Marathi female, sometimes parents go like, whoa, I don't want my girl to sit on the lap of a strange guy. We have some of the best female instructors in the world working here in Dubai. Mm. So we have female instructors for female. Mm -hmm male instructors for male. Then we have a few other activities, including, let's say, penmanship. Yeah. If you're not interested in skydiving, but if you want to have a beautiful handwriting yeah. in English and Arabic, so we bring some of the beautiful uh, you know, teachers, teachers that they can yeah. teach you stuff. Uh, then horse riding, swimming, you know, a few yeah. activities that's really cool. Self-defense, mm -hmm. and uh, you can choose up to five, and you can basically come to our website and select where yeah. you want to go. And then this one-year program is obviously only for Emiratis, yes? For year one, it's for Emiratis. As I said, our goal is every year we want to train the number of people. So today, uh, we are in year 2020. The name of the program is Emirates Youth Leadership 2020. 20. We want to train 2020 Emiratis this year. Wow. Next year is going to be 2021 wow. Emirati. Um, <laughs> but next one is not going to be only for Emiratis. Because a lot of people are already telling us, hey, why don't you open the door to you know other people from different nationalities? We have hundred more than 150 nationalities here. We said, okay, for next year we do that. Uh -huh. But the reason for the first year to just focus on Emiratis is because I really believe the Illinois Emiratis are the future leaders of this country, and they yes. need to know what's going on. They need to be skillful enough, yeah. uh, you know, to focus on the gap. Mm -hmm. and then close that gap. So mm -hmm. we don't want to be complainers, yeah. but if we have a country here and we say it is the best country in the world, yes. sometimes people want to come and see uh, how is it the best country in the world. Yeah. And to prove it, we need to really look at what's working and maintain that. What's not working, making it work. Yeah, actually, I am really impressed about the program because I know most of the students who wanted to learn this stuff, they go outside UAE. Yes, US, yes. Europe. And this is a very unique program. I really, my vision for this program was, again, once I worked with uh, 1,800 Emiratis in the last 14 months, one of the things we realized was, how can we make it in a way mm -hmm. that, you know, uh, they don't need to spend so much money going out to different places, and we don't have really any program like that here. Most, yeah. the longest leadership training program here is from three to six months, yeah. and there are some soft skills. They're a remarkable program, don't get me wrong. But we didn't have anything that's a combination of, you know, so many skills yes. involved in one package. So when you come out, mm -hmm. you talk differently, you walk differently, your level of confidence is different. And then we're also inviting a lot of companies to come in mm -hmm. to offer job opportunities. Because mm -hmm. as you know, His Highness announced on September 1st, 2019, that we want to give 18,000 Emiratis new jobs in the next three years. Mm -hmm. And these Emiratis must be skillful enough. Yeah. So if you have a company and you want to hire an Emirati, yes. uh, one of your concerns is, okay, if I pay you a big chunk of money monthly, what are you providing for me? So if what I'm skillful, you bring it. exactly. So it's not just because you're Emirati, because you're really skillful and you can do the job. So yeah. I could easily you know, uh, hire you. That's, that's one of the reasons. We want to really bring Mm -hmm. Amazing job opportunities for Emirati. And uh, what's next for you? I mean, do you plan to bring this program outside UAE? Absolutely. So, uh, one of the things we want to do is the goal is again, once the leadership city is built, we want to uh, hire some of the best trainers mm -hmm. that we are training. Mm -hmm. So, in fact, we are actually giving right now. 50 full-time job opportunities mm -hmm. to people in 2020 mm -hmm. with great salary and commission. Mm -hmm. um, so then the reason for that is, again, we understand that Emiratis understand Emiratis' culture. They yes. know what they want. They're relatable. They exactly. So then 
we want them to also, once we open the door to international uh, community, mm -hmm. we want to help a lot of countries. Let's say you and I are from different nations. If, yeah. uh, if you come from the Philippines, I come from New Zealand or Iran or Japan, and we come here, mm -hmm. we bring a part of our culture here, and yes. somehow we live based on that. Yeah. Now, if I drive crazy in New Zealand, <laughs> I probably like that, I drive like that here. Yeah, yeah. But if, if you believe that, hey, this is my country and we want to have the best driving in the whole world and yeah. I don't know how to match that, yeah. so I either need to learn that or you need to teach me that. Yes. So we want to really, again, resolve a lot of challenges that it is in the society and I'm really excited about that. Perfect. And you'll also be speaking in Emirates Literature Festival? Yes. What, what are your topics all about? And uh, the morning session on February 5th, we are, uh, I'm speaking with uh, a high-ranked uh, retired police uh, officer. I'm very excited to meet him also. Mm -hmm. um, and we're talking about the future. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I want to talk about that morning, since our time is very limited, yeah. is uh, a process that we use in neuro-linguistic programming called NLP. Yeah. It's called future pacing. Mm -hmm. So future pacing is, right now, as I said, lots of information is coming to us every day. Yes. And our limit of patience has been like three seconds to five seconds. And the attention span. <laughs> exactly. So if in three seconds we don't get your attention, you're gone. Mm -hmm. So I want people to learn a technique that you know, if I ask you, where is past, show me the past, mm -hmm. you might finger here or here or here. Yeah. If I say where is now, you might say here, where is future, you might say here. So yeah. this is going to be your timeline. Yeah. So I want to teach them a process of how they can design their future and mm -hmm. who they want to be, how they want to live, what they want to give back to the society. And uh, hopefully we can achieve that. It's a uh, it's a complicated process, but I want to make it very simple and do it in five minutes. So hopefully we'll achieve that that day. <laughs> and you also have, I think there's one session as well where you will teach influencers, thought leaders, CEOs, or... Yes, in the evening we are focusing on public speaking and leadership presentation skills for influencers. Mm -hmm. And as I said in the beginning, everything is a presentation. Yes. So uh, whether you are a general, uh, you're going on stage, or whether you are, um, you know, someone wants to interview somebody else. Yeah. Because you know, one of the things again, uh, one of the major challenges here we have with a lot of events that we have. Yeah. Sometimes MCs mm -hmm. forget what they're supposed to do. <laughs> they're like the producer of the events. They're yeah. not there to just, you know, ask questions. They yeah. are there to set up the whole system yeah. and get. You know what I mean? Yes, yes, yes. And sometimes, unfortunately, their state is not there. Their, the level of, you know, inspiration and energy is not there. But the language. Really. Yes, so uh, what I love about really Emirates uh, Festival is, you know, they're doing a fantastic job and everyone is professional and they're communicating in a you know, remarkable way. I'm really grateful and very excited to give something powerful back on the 5th of February in the evening. We're giving a structure of a public speaking and leadership presentation mm -hmm. and I'm sharing a few steps. Mm -hmm. uh, the five steps that I shared with you, yes. the idea was one of them and then asking the audience why they're here, finding the problem, finding the solution and getting the audience to take massive action. So I'm very excited for that. Awesome. And before we start recording, you also mentioned you have two best-selling books. Yes. Uh, where can people get it and how they can you know, find more about They can get it. They are Amazon number one bestseller but they need to read Japanese because both of my <laughs> books are in Japanese. <laughs> my first book is called uh, The Power of Decision or in Japanese we call it Ketsudan no Chikara. Mm -hmm. My second book uh, is called From Desperation to Inspiration. Wow. And in Japanese we say Donna kara demo suru ho, which means you know your struggles in life have the impact on you. You can choose to be really a, a great person or you can be a victim. Mm -hmm. So your dreams are up to you. 
and uh, I'm writing my first book in English this mm -hmm. year. So um, unfortunately, we couldn't uh, complete it for the festival. Mm -hmm. But I promise your listeners and your viewers that we can give them at least a digital copy online when when we are ready. Awesome. So make sure that they get that and they stay engaged with you. Mm -hmm. And I promise that, that book is gonna rock them. Perfect. <laughs> and before my final question, I just want to acknowledge you for sharing your time, Thank your you journey much. with us, and your story, especially the journal. I think that one really sticks uh, with me personally, because me, myself, I'm a family man, although I don't have kids yet, but me and my wife, you know, does run our business 24-7, so for that, you know, it just kind of melts my heart in. That's wonderful. You know, my friend, uh, if you uh, came to this country with a, you know, with a great vision and expectation and dreams that I want to be successful, I want to achieve great goals, and UAE or Dubai is the place, mm -hmm. uh, what I always tell my friends is if you come to a place, to a company, to, you know, a society, a new city or country, mm -hmm. if you come with the attitude of what can I get from that country, it's going to take you a long time to succeed. But if you come with the attitude of what can I give to this society, what can yes. I bring to this society, to this community, to this country, yes. that can help them to become better people mm -hmm. and you know put your fears aside and take massive risk and massive action great things will happen to you so even if you fail 70% of whatever action you're taking the 30% that you're going to succeed is going to serve you for the rest of your life and mention of succeed uh, this is actually uh, the final question yes if everything is a strip away from you your business step up international your books your coaching, you know, programs, everything, if everything is stripped away, what would be your main drive to succeed? Well, success is very simple for me because everybody has a different definition of yes. success. To me, success is simple. Success is you live a life that you're happy with who you are as a person and then mm -hmm. you create lots of pleasure for the people around you mm -hmm. and very little pain for yourself and them. Yeah. So if you can live that life, mm -hmm. if you're happy with who you are, mm -hmm. if you want to, again, wake up 5 a.m. in the morning and spend 2-3 hours building your day, mm -hmm. which is unfortunately you know, challenging for a lot of people because everybody yeah. loves to sleep you know, in a warm <laughs> sheet and not coming out. Especially now it's winter. <laughs> right, but if again, you can discipline yourself to sleep only 5 hours a day, 6 hours a day max, but you wake up 5 a.m. and then from 5 a.m. to let's say 7, 8 a.m. you work on yourself. Mm -hmm. I remember one of my mentors many years back ago told me, he said, if you work hard on yourself, you can create a future and fortune. If you work hard on your job, you can make a living. Mm. So I said, wow. So it means if I work so hard on my job every day, go you know, punch this time card and then get paid a salary monthly, then I'm working hard on my job. Yeah. But if I wake up 5 a.m. and work hard on myself for two, three hours, you know, study, do journaling, plan my day, do meditation, do yoga, weight, weight lift, eat healthy food, you know, and I do that, then from let's say 8 a.m. to 2 p.m., mm -hmm. I have a completely different day than when I wake up at 8 or 9 a.m. Yes. And you know, my day actually starts, let's say, around noon, and then by 5, 6, I'm already tired. So it's a different life. Yeah. So set high standards for yourself. Mm -hmm. And to live that standard, you really need to make decisions that why do I want to live this way? Yeah. Uh, you know, it's because the happiness to you is who you are as a person. Nobody can take that away from you. So if you lose everything that you have, all the things that you have, you can make it again. You know, it's not a problem. Yeah. Uh, you know, I had a friend, he lost $150 million in a business and he was going to commit suicide. But then a mentor showed up and he helped him with some strategies and tools. 
and now he's a billionaire. He came back, it took him three to five years, mm -hmm. but he had just what you told me, he lost everything. But what he didn't lose was his character, his personality. Yeah. And then, thank God, a right mentor showed up at the right time, and he's fine now, he's one of the best teachers in the world. Awesome. So good luck, my friend. Thank you and so much. Anything else that you need from us? Um, I think that's, that's it for today. Thank you okay. so much, Coach Curtis. Hopefully, you know, your listeners and viewers, they, they get some benefit from this, and uh, they stay in touch with us. We have a lot of more stuff for them. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a comment and give us a rating on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or whatever platform you're consuming this content into, either video or audio. This way, we can improve our visibility, reach out, and impact more people too. We also have an ongoing email newsletter which comes out twice a month where I share my favorite takeaways on the show updates on any upcoming events and workshops and you can simply go to the website to register at www.thedrivetosucceed.com just enter details and we'll take care of the rest let me leave you with this if you have a goal you have a dream you have a mission you have a passion to pursue and you don't know the how always remember as long as you know the why and start doing the how usually comes up so stay strong be positive. Until next time, see you in the next episode. Thanks again for joining us at the Drive to Succeed podcast. If you're enjoying learning from this podcast, you can show your support by sharing and rating this on iTunes or Stitcher and sharing it with your friends on social media and tag us on Instagram at the Drive to Succeed underscore podcast. Thank you once again for joining us. See you in the next episode.